Going live. All right, three, two, one. Welcome to Dr. Will's Straight to Tape, episode six, with myself, Dr. Will O'Connor, endurance sports educator, athlete, and sports scientist. This week, I'm talking about, well, distance versus time. It's it's a debate that is, oh, I'm as long as training prescription, really, and I, I definitely go back and forth about it a lot, and what reminded me of it was yesterday I was doing some 2K intervals um, with a training partner, and he was taking a little bit longer than me, nothing crazy, uh, maybe 10, 20 seconds or so, and I was thinking about the fact that I'd prescribed these 2K intervals to another athlete whose threshold was about a minute per K slower than mine. So theirs was, mine's around 320, 330 minutes per K uh, threshold, and these were zone four threshold intervals uh, at, so two Ks at, um, at zone four threshold. And then I was thinking, well, if I've prescribed these and their, their threshold is about 430, still pretty quick, 430 minutes per K and mine's 330 and I'm, 320 so I did them each of them was under seven minutes so let's just say they took me seven minutes to do 2ks and then someone else with a minute slower for 2ks is now doing nine minutes and then if your threshold is around five minutes you're going to be doing 10 minutes now seven minutes at threshold times three is very different than 10 minutes at threshold I mean that's a 30 minute um, total threshold versus a, a 21 minute total threshold time within the interval so essentially I comparatively I should be doing four intervals four 2ks versus someone who has like a a minute to a minute and a half slower uh, threshold than me at um at yeah if they're doing 30 minutes and they're doing three 2ks so it really had me thinking well what is going to be the best way for me to prescribe intervals because when I was thinking about myself and then comparatively slower athletes who would be taking longer for a 2K, well, if you're running 10 kilometers, there is no, there's no hiding that, right? Like the, the distance is the distance. You're running a half marathon. You've got to run essentially 21.1Ks uh, and marathon, marathon distance. So when we're prescribing distance in that sense, those distance intervals and sessions just have to be distance prescribed and that's where you have a range or you always should have a range in your in your threshold uh, that you're trying to hit so when we look at zone four i have it up here uh, it depends on what you're using but if i'm using uh power running power jim vance's running power zones i've got like why don't i show you i can bring them up here uh if i can just find my mouse for for those that are watching so if we're looking at zone four we've got 96 percent of your threshold to 105 and then uh a little bit higher than that um into like those vo2 max like super threshold anaerobic capacity stuff you, you're going like 100 pretty much beyond 100 percent, and you're starting to work above your aerobic uh anaerobic threshold so 96 to 105, and then when we're looking at pace zones, it's always around that 100, and it's going to be some kind of 94, 95% all the way up to 100 or 100 plus percent. And that's why those ranges and zones are, are so good when you're prescribing training and you're prescribing distance, 
because what you're able to do is within that two Ks, like I can go right to the top of the zone and and smash those out because overall, if I'm doing a, a three by two K session and lead up to um, what's coming up for me, which is the a ten K um, you know season for the on the road, um, and I'll progress those intervals into four by two K and then like three by three K, and I can work at the top end of that zone. Now, someone who I need to prescribe. 2k or distance based intervals for they can go right to the bottom of the zone and that's very different like if you're right on your threshold and then you're five percent below it that's going to be very different and probably more aligned with the intensity you'll be running for the entire distance if that makes sense i've kind of confused myself on that one so i'll, I'll explain it so what i mean by that is when so we need to do distance-based intervals when we're training for a distance-based event. So if we're we're training for a 5K, 10K, you know, those distance-based events, then at some point we have to do a distance-based interval session because there's no way around being able to do just duration-based. So what we need to do is we need to do some, let's say these 2K intervals, but we need to do them at an intensity that is relative to the intensity you're going to do the, let's say, 10 kilometer at. So for me, because I'm going just over 30 minutes, I'm going to be able to hold a much higher percentage of my threshold than someone who's going to be running 40 to 45 minutes. So then in the prescription of those intervals, that needs to align with the prescription of the intensity you're going to be running that, that race at. Now, if we were going to use duration-based intervals, if I'm going to be doing three by 10 minutes and we're all doing three by 10 minutes, then I might not be able to reach the same intensity that I would need to within the race. And then someone else, again, may be exercising at too low an intensity to relative to what they're going to be doing in the race and that can be hard to predict based off of i guess if you're just prescribing intervals um in a say a ready-made training plan or like what i'm going through now um, putting a book together and you've got to be able to say these are the intervals that you need to do so for someone who's going to do 40 minutes and i'm going to do 30 minutes prescribing four by 10 minutes at you know your um uh like threshold essentially uh, and that that zone four which is relative about to what you'll be doing for the race well there's no way i should be doing four by 10 minutes when i'm only going to take 30 minutes to do the entire race i'd be absolutely gassed but then someone who's going to be doing 40 minutes that is a relative measure which is similar to me doing three by 10 but then when we go to distance-based prescription so these three by two k's moving into four by two k's and maybe even getting up to five by two k but most people don't really have the capacity within their training to do that at race pace um then you're then you're directly comparing the the distance and the intensity relative to the distance and the intensity and duration that you're going to be racing so i hope that makes sense in terms of prescribing distance-based intervals for distance-based events. And then we get into the distance duration 
uh, prescription for just, let's say, everyday runs. And I'm saying runs because that's majority of my audience and that's just the thought process I had over the last couple of days that I wanted to get across. And really, we have, so when I say distance to time prescription, that's like you want to do a 10K aerobic run zone two or you want to do 5ks at tempo so zone three uh, recovery 5ks at zone one versus say one hour at zone two um, 30 minutes intensity at uh, zone three at um, uh, 30 minutes at zone three sorry uh, versus the the 5k or the 6k and for pretty much the majority of what I call like bread and butter, aerobic development training i love to prescribe uh duration based uh prescription or like training because then it doesn't matter we really everyone has approximately the same amount of time in their day when we're looking at your your full-time everyday or at least call them weekend warrior athlete they have you know an hour to 90 minute block during the day maybe twice a day generally just once and then they've got the big block of time in the weekend. And so when I prescribe an hour or 45 minutes to 60 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, some of my like consistent uh, prescription durations, then it doesn't really matter what that athlete is um, in terms of their capability or um, their overall fitness, because there's a certain minimum duration that they're gonna need to get uh, performance enhancement and the only thing that's going to differ there is the speed at which they're moving the other thing with distance and duration and using duration is well, you can go on a trail you can go straight up a hill and it doesn't really matter how fast or slow you're running you still have to run for 45 to 60 minutes and so that is a super easy way to just blanketly prescribe training, ensure no one is going over or under, or there's no huge differentiation in uh, the training duration based off of uh, fitness level. So when you've got someone who can run four minute Ks uh, just aerobically, and you prescribe them a 10K run, uh, aerobic 10K run, and then you have someone who's running six minute Ks aerobically, that becomes 40 minutes versus one hour. And that's just this, and it's essentially this, it's the same workout, but someone's going to get a far larger aerobic stimulus from that, even though they're less fit. Uh, and that clearly just doesn't make any sense. So the only time I really prescribe like a distance based um, prescription, like for an aerobic workout, is when, again, we have like these long runs in the weekend and I know the athlete is needing to build up to a distance-based event, which pretty much everyone is. This isn't cycling. Uh, we're not going for like 20-minute time trials or unknown really events uh, and stuff that's really durational-based. We're looking at marathons and ultra-marathons and half-marathons. So you need to run 25Ks. And it doesn't really matter in terms of building fitness what that intensity um or duration is, sorry, but you need to do 25Ks in the weekend. So then you're going to prescribe a long run at 25Ks. And then when we get beyond that into the ultra marathon, and I'm trying to prescribe, geez, who knows uh, what someone's capacity is, 
when and where they're running when you're building up for an ultra marathon. So let's say it's a it's a 50k. Now 50k's around New Zealand, let alone around the world, differ so hugely in their terrain, like underfoot and their topography in terms of like the the up and down, the um, meters of elevation. And even within the meters of elevation, you got to take into account the terrain, the steepness, uh, and everything in between the conditions as to how long that race is going to take. So then it's a real juggling act when you're looking at uh, prescribing durational distance for a ultra marathon. Because if you've got a 50k ultra, I would like someone to at least do 40ks. But depending on where they live, and if their race is going to take them, say, eight hours, but in training, it's going to take them seven hours to run a 40k or even 35k, then that's probably not going to be a lot of running. And so I wrote an article on this. I have to see if I've published it because it was for a magazine, New Zealand Trail Running Magazine, or New Zealand Australia Trail Running Magazine. And it's this real argument of what is the stimulus you're going to get out from being out for seven hours, especially if you're moving like slowly and unable to really get into, say, zone two or upper zone two, maybe even finishing in, in um, bottom of zone three, versus running consistently maybe walking a bit of the steep uphills for four hours so yes, you may be out there for six hours but actually how much stimulus have you got versus if you were able to run for four hours so although you may be out there for eight hours in terms of training and compiling your training together because that four hours of running is going to come off the back of maybe some 2k intervals maybe um uh, a week of of these one hour runs um hill reps so you're going to carry a lot of fatigue into it so by saying yeah you need to run a certain distance before you do a certain distance event when we're talking about ultra marathons here um when we're talking about marathons it, it kind of you need to if you are going to predict your time and accurately determine your pacing strategy you need to be able to run do 20ks within a session of approximately probably 30 k's uh, at marathon pace because if you're able to do a 30k total run with at least 20 k's of at marathon pace work and you're able to execute that um, appropriately and we can track your you know power outputs heart rates um, to make sure they're not going above threshold zones then we can say yeah we can say very very accurately that this is within your realm of possibility and you can target this time so i'm going to have a far better predictive um, association with your actual output that you can do in the race rather than doing these random guesstimates or just hoping you'll get under three hours uh, or four hours three and a half hours whatever your goal time is so marathons it's it's so we have so much data and predictive capabilities and models we can fit from your training that it has to be distance based and you have to do a certain intensity at over a certain distance and we can then directly associate that with all the non-data we have on marathons over the decades that people have been running them when you get into ultras you know ultras is just such a random and new ballpark in terms of the amount of data we have it becomes very hard to say all right if you can do 30ks on um 
500 meters of elevation uh, at um, zone three heart rate or you know maintain zone two power then you'll be able to do this in the race because the reality is like we we don't know that kind of information yet and so for the most part what i do for ultras is associate a duration based uh prescription for the workouts the the, the long runs um and then what we can do with the duration base is with duration, that's how we've tested everything in the lab. That's how we've determined uh, your anaerobic capacity, your peak and anaerobic outputs. That's how we've determined the, the anaerobic aerobic crossover point. That's how we've determined all these physiological and biochemical actions that occur while at exercise, while at certain percentages of your VO2 max, which we've measured in the lab um, through gas exchange. So all of those are time-based, they're not distance-based. A lot of the time we've done them on the bike, but yeah, and treadmills and accurate distance. But of course, 10 minutes for you is 10 minutes for me. So what that allows us to do is, it, is at least be able to accurately prescribe a intensity based off of a duration. And so for ultra marathons, when we're, again, working our way backwards from the actual kind of duration ballpark we know you're going to take to finish that event and then we can associate an intensity with that and then what we can do is either decide if that intensity that you're going to be able to complete 50ks so for me you know it's it's around four hours depending on the course maybe it's a little bit over four hours maybe it's a little bit under but that's totally runnable like we know for i can work at zone three for four hours based off of the data I know and the capacity and as long as I'm fueling myself and what we know from the overall data within uh, science, right? The human physiology. But then when it starts to go beyond that, when we start to look at six, seven, eight hours, we need to say, okay, well, you're not going to be able to exercise at zone three, maybe even peak out zone four, going over some short climbs. There's gonna be no recovery points there. So what's going to be the best association, best training stimulus and adaptation response for you based off of your lifestyle and your time availability, right? So is that going to be doing two hours top of zones three? Or is that going to be getting out and doing some kind of essentially brisk jog hike situation on some really tough terrain to work on conditioning more than working on fitness? So that is some of the random um, arguments I have and thought processes with myself when I'm looking at someone's training and I'm trying to figure out what athlete are they, how do they fit in, how does the stimulus and physiology associate with their lifestyle and their end goal. And maybe, hopefully, that's helpful for you and you're able to follow along. But yeah, until next week, guys. Make sure you check me out on uh, all of the social medias, Instagram. This one goes up on Spotify and Anchor um, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just search it, Dr. Hall, straight to tape. Um, and it doesn't look like my uh, whole internet and computer crash this time. So that's all good. Also, check out the Performance Advantage podcast that I do with Dr. Matt Miller. Uh, and these also go up on YouTube. So until next time, guys, I'll uh, catch you later. Have a good weekend.